We are back. Welcome back to Culture Colander. We are here for another movie review. This time, Mean Girls, the musical, the movie, <laughs> which we um, saw together last week. I know. I was going to say, when was that? I think it was, yeah, last, I don't know, 10 days ago about. So it's been out for a few weeks now. Yes. So let's get into it. What are your like initial thoughts? I liked it more than I expected to. And I think I was a little bit biased because there was some discussion online of like, oh my God, this is so much worse than the actual musical. Like the singing is so much worse. Specifically talking about the person who plays Katie Heron. Mm. They were comparing the audio of the soundtrack from the musical itself to this movie musical and like, playing kind of line for line oh listen to how much better it was during the musical and so i was just like oh wow i'm i'm so surprised to hear that it's apparently so much worse than the musical i'm that's a bummer mm-hmm. and then we go in and i i had such a fun time it was a perfectly nice movie to watch and i had fun watching it with you mm-hmm. and like in a crowded theater and i liked it yeah i i didn't see the musical uh so yeah. i don't know if it's a good adaptation of the musical itself like mm-hmm. if the songs are all there right if they're better and all of that but i i thought it was thoroughly entertaining i i think i entered with higher expectations than you did mm-hmm. because i wasn't really reading anything about it because i wanted to just go in yeah i was more ex- I was excited about the musical element and then I, it was kind of annoying me. <laughs> I agree with that and I think I was surprised because I had just seen Wonka which also is a movie musical that they didn't market as a musical mm-hmm. and I really didn't like Wonka personally. I know it's been well received in other spaces but <laughs> I thought like oh my god there was this one song where they were all like doing laundry and they're like scrub 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 like they just kept saying that over and over and it was like not a good song and it was not a good vocal performance for anyone and i was just Ugh. why like why is this dragging on holy crap so i yeah whew, i did not enjoy that and um, and i love musicals yes i think for me it was that the songs kind of like what you're saying about the scrub scrub felt like very narrative and like sonically generic Mm -hmm. so none of them stood out to me as songs that i would listen to outside of the context of the movie while like i will throw on the soundtrack of chicago without having to watch it you know i will work a full day to dear evan hansen yeah like tap tap tapping on the glass like i catch me (laughs) listening to that all day every day but no i will not be listening to this soundtrack and yeah the best song for me was the one that Renee Rapp and Megan Thee Stallion in the credits, did, and yeah. it was in the credits. I was like, "That was this so is a stupid. bop and a half." Like, why is this in the credits? Oh, I have goosebumps thinking about it. It's so good, and their performance on SNL was so good. Oh, so great. Yeah, no, I I agree. I think that before I had heard all the talk about it not being as good as the musical itself, I think going into it, I had just high hopes because it's Mean Girls, which is like such a cult classic, mm-hmm. such a favorite of a lot of people's and like one I remember almost like line for line from my childhood yeah and I also just remember growing up at the time like I had been a Tina fan Amy Poehler stan obviously I know there's is yeah certain problematic themes in their bodies of work I mean not even the most egregious of which being the insane fat phobia in Parks and Rec which is mm. an Amy Poehler tv show but I had been back in the day really big fans of the two of them. I like read both of their books. And so anything like Tina Fey is associated with, I think I just always I want it to be great. I love yeah. Renee Rapp. I love Mean Girls. Like it's yeah. just they're they're 
making a project that is so sentimental to a lot of people and also has like a lot of star power. So necessarily like the bar was just so high and it cleared the bar set for me by what people on TikTok were saying, but it didn't clear the original bar that I had had when I heard this was being made. Yeah. You know, let's talk about like what we think the movie did well. Okay. Dead silence. (laughs) No, I, I actually think that something that was very impressive to me was that like it felt modern the cast and how they updated the story from the original mm-hmm. without dating it in today, like which was really an amazing part about the original Mean Girls that yeah. you can watch it now and it doesn't feel like obviously the outfits and stuff are 2004, but the story feels very familiar and mm-hmm. that there is kind of like an absence of slang. Yes, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I heard Tina Fey talking about that a little bit. How at first she was like trying to figure out like how how the kids talk these days (laughs) and that then she was like you know what that's only that all of that is going to be irrelevant by the time the movie comes out that then it's going to just be cringy Mm -hmm. so i'm just going to have them talk like people yeah and i thought that really worked agreed and there was like very minimal reliance on social media like that like it was there because if it wasn't there at all it'd be kind of weird but it wasn't all happening on socials like they're talking they're talking to each other they're hanging out in person the burn book is still a physical thing. Yes. I was going to say, I love how they updated the burn book and even how they updated the way that Renee or not Renee, but Regina like spreads the information that was written in the burn book mm-hmm. by just dropping it on the floor and then have people taking pictures of it and texting it around mm-hmm. instead of photocopies like Regina in the original 2004 movie did, Yeah, but still keeping it physical. Like it's not yeah. a blog. It's not because mm-hmm. even like, I don't know. I remember watching the first season of Emily in Paris and being like, I'm actually not. I'm not so sure I'm going to make it through because (laughs) this, it would be like, oh, the hashtags were so, it was one of those things where she'd post like the lowest quality photo ever and then be like, hashtag croissant, hashtag France. And then it'd be like, oh God, graphics flying across the screen to show that she's gaining this massive followership. Like, oh, now she has 10,000 more followers. Really? From a selfie with a woman in bakery? Yes. (laughs) I was like, okay. So like, yeah, I, I always just like cringe when social media is over relied on as if it's the number one thing in our lives but also when it's relied on inauthentically like the people doing that are clearly like not really fluent with how we use it yeah so i agree with you i appreciated how they updated it i also did like like the updated version of katie's family like it's just her and her mom and i thought jenna fisher was amazing i also Mm -hmm. think the two of them look a lot alike so that contributed to me being like wow that was great i really believe that's yeah that's a mom and daughter duo but i i loved jenna fisher's performance of being like when when katie is saying she needs to stay in town and can't go to madison because she has to stay for her friend janice's art show yeah she's like really really hamming it up yeah i was like oh oh, the okay yeah fine stay i guess what (laughs) she's so good yeah i thought that was played really well that interaction because how upset katie is is like so teenager (laughs) and the mom just being like whoa where did all this energy come from like literally fine jesus i loved her and i that was great even like during the talent show in the original movie they do pan to the audience to see Katie Heron's mom and dad. So the dad was a part of the movie in the original. Um, mm-hmm. But they pan to her parents watching them basically do this extremely sexual group dance. And they're kind mm-hmm. of horrified. And I love that they took it kind of to the next level with this. Now it was what, like, dancing around the pole. Like, it was something yeah. 
rocking around the pole, something like that. Mm-hmm. And they they kept that even that little shot of like panning to Katie's mom in the audience and her being yeah horrifying. Am I watching my <laughs> daughter do a pole dance at school? Yeah, who, who greenlit this? Yeah, huh? <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah, totally. I think a lot of the the updating was super smart. Like having single mom, having the low social media. I think also having Janice and Damien. Damien? Damien, yeah. Yeah. Having them be like in their original. There's still the fact that like they're artsy kids. Yes. But in the original being artsy also kind of meant like being sort of goth. And now yeah. it means now it's like being an art kid has like a different aesthetic. Yeah. And and like they updated that. Like it's it's very in tune. But what I thought was like the best was Renee Rapp. I mean, she's incredible. And I feel like her she take is. on Regina is also super well updated. Like Agreed. I feel like the kind of mean girl that Rachel McAdams was is like not really how mean girls operate now. Like yes. people are much more passive aggressive now, I feel like. Mm. And yeah. I, I I feel like Renee didn't have the same kind of like bubbly attitude that Regina had. Yes. She was just like yes. really like a cool girl, like a 100%. like the whole disinterested cool girl attitude that makes people feel very intimidated and are like, how do I get this person's approval? Because she doesn't seem to care about anything. Right. And I thought that was like a very updated take on the character yes i completely agree with that i was trying to put my finger on what exactly was different about the way they played it and i think you worded it perfectly because it's it is that like saccharine over the top almost laying it on thick energy from rachel mcadams in the original Mm -hmm. where she's like i love your skirt yeah kind of like whoa like that's that you're right that's just like not how i mean even when i was in high school which was like 10 years after the original but when i was in high school we weren't like quite like that yeah but yeah i i loved renee's performance it's hard it's hard for me to dislike anything she does but i mm-hmm. i loved and it. i loved that they had a Lindsay lohan cameo yeah and that the teachers are married now <gasps> i know and i also and i loved how they like in the original they're younger and so i think they're like more invested in the kids yes and now the element of them being like kind of tired and annoyed at them more than like devastated that's so true like how he's like i'm gonna retire after this meeting like i'm so fucking sick of you all (laughs) yeah no that's so true because in the original i feel like miss norbury the character tina fey plays is so invested in katie like yeah she is personally as you said devastated by the mistakes that katie makes or Mm -hmm. the certain choices that katie makes like she feels like she's really yeah like just really has a stake in her students lives or even in her students opinions to a certain degree in a way that like now she doesn't Mm -hmm. and i think they honestly like centered miss norbury a little bit less in this one than the original yeah i agree which i think was good I also, even though the musical element got annoying quickly, I did enjoy the dancing. It was fun. Yeah, they definitely like balled out. Like those revenge party numbers. I was mm-hmm. like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> they are costumes on costumes on costumes and sets on sets on sets. Like they're really, and the choreography, like they're going all out for this in mm-hmm. a way that I would say Wonka did not. Like this, this did feel, not to compare the two, but they're just two recent movie musicals. Mm-hmm. And I do feel like this was, it was just more musically. Do you have any other pros before we go to cons? I mean, I think I just like liked the casting in general. I know I talked about Jenna Fisher, but I did think that the person who plays Aaron Samuels, that guy, I think his name is Chris Mm -hmm. something. He was in the summer. I turned pretty. 
I thought he was good. And I've seen a few interviews of him and Renee on like the press junket or whatever. And I don't know, maybe I'm like letting (laughs) how endearing I find the two of them in real life bleed into my opinion of his being cast. But I I thought he did a good job, too. Yeah, I think his he was also good casting aesthetically where I feel like also in the 90s and early aughts, the the love interest always had to be extremely ripped and like good looking or whatever. Not that we like see their bodies or anything, but like I feel like um, Aaron in the original is very like pretty boy mm-hmm. and you're like oh okay good looking boy and this guy is more like which i think is very in right now of like kind of like he looks like he's in an indie band you know yes yes <laughs> and he's just he also just kind of looks very sweet he smiles and you're like slightly oh. disheveled yeah <laughs> um oh and the last thing i was gonna say was i not to get a little bit into the cons but a, a transition I, in yeah we'll transition this will be our transition point i do feel we lost a little bit of the color the colorfulness of Janice's character Mm. like I think Janice in the original has a bit more of a bite that I just find yeah like not even in how she's goth but just in how she the way she's like the way she gets hurt by Katie the way she voices how she's hurt like the way she is hurt by Regina she just has she has a little bit more rawness to her performance in the original and more bite and you're like I, I just believe so much that that person, Janice Ian, was like really hurt by yeah. Regina and really hurt by Katie. And this felt a little bit more like dampened. Whereas on the flip side, I was going to say the last pro I was going to mention is that I really enjoyed Damien's performance. I thought especially I in him. how they updated it. Oh, my God. Also thought- very updated of like how like teen gay boys act now versus right, right. then. Oh, my God. It was just I thought he... He brought what, because I, I do, the thing is, I'm so attached to Janice and Ian, or yeah. well, to Janice, Ian, and Damien from the original. I think those two carry the film. I I loved them so much. So it, I think that was like almost the highest bar to clear of this movie for me. And so I really think he like met my expectations and even exceeded them. Like I just loved his performance so much. Yeah. And that when, when they get kind of backstabbed by Katie in the original he's like kind of just as angry as Janice Mm -hmm. and in this one it feels like he was just really disappointed yeah yeah like when when she goes up to him at the prom or the homecoming or whatever it is and she's like have you seen Janice and he's like every day since 2008 or whatever year he says and he's just looking at her like and I'm not gonna fucking tell you where to find her it's your job to make it right yeah exactly like I I felt like that was very I don't know his his demeanor was uh, like sweet and like you could tell how loyal yes he is to his friend yeah and I think also kids nowadays because of how much they're online have meant like much more vocabulary about relationships and boundaries and all this stuff like in ways that I was not talking about with my friends when I was in high school yeah. and I don't know it just came across to me that like I feel like in the past if someone just if someone hurt your friend you're just like mean and pissed off yeah and you're not like there's no negotiating of why am I upset and on behalf of and whatever and like this guy just having this demeanor of just like girl you know better and like you need to go like fix your shit is and I'm not getting involved and I'm not getting involved is like very Gen Z I feel like (laughs) no it's it is and it's so sweet and I find that it's like it makes me so desperately want to be friends with the three of them now. I'm like, oh, it just feels like so 
endearing and healthy and warm. I'm like, yes, mm-hmm. exactly. That is how we solve conflict. Yeah. No, I, I loved him. But what about you? What's like a, a negative that comes to mind? I think there were a lot of missed opportunities throughout the film. One of which is, I think the fact overall that it was a, really a remake I don't know. I think it's kind of like a damned if you do, damned if you don't. Mm -hmm. I think it could have been a bit of a different story with the same bones to not be like frame for frame kind of a replica of the original. Because why would I watch this one when I could watch the original if it's just like basically the same script without the annoying songs? (laughs) Um, (laughs) I know I watched this with my sister. I watched the original a few days after you and I watched the musical. And Julia, my sister, had really liked the musical when she saw it in theaters and then when we watched the original she was like oh this is so much better and i was like oh i know yeah and i think that for example the fact that they since they were doing the remake basically mean girls the original has so many quotable lines everything that i feel like all of it had to be in the remake or you were gonna miss someone's favorite line or something yeah and that made it I think more difficult for them to include new iconic lines and like Mm -hmm. make this one different enough that someone would go watch the new one because you get a different experience and like there are new funny lines to take away from it rather than Mm -hmm. okay I've already been saying these lines for 20 years you're so right they did so much to make this movie have longevity with like making it up like what we've been talking about of updating it without dating it and then I feel like they kind of cut their legs off a little bit with or what's the expression <laughs> caught off at the knees whatever they that they kind of cut their longevity off a little bit by not innovating enough to make it stand alone i i completely agree with that because in watching the original back a, a few days after seeing the musical it was really like you're saying almost shot for shot like they captured a lot of the original like i said earlier panning to the audience during the mm-hmm. christmas performance of whatever down to the exact lines that Damien as Santa is saying when, oh, yeah. you know, Katie Heron gets this candy cane, three for Glenn Coco, you go Glenn Coco, mm-hmm. and none for Gretchen Wiener's spy. It's like, it's funny because I love those lines. And I, as you're saying, damned if you do, damned if you don't. Like, it was fun to get to see those again because mm-hmm. that was such a favorite. Glenn Coco, literally, their face does not appear on screen and it became like the most quoted line ever. Do you know that that Glenn Coco was an actual person that tina fey knew it was like her brother's friend or something like that and she was like we just need a name and she was like that's a fun name and she's like and now he he like can't go anywhere (laughs) hi i'm glenn coco yes yes i know (laughs) (laughs) like that's so amazing to me that is like and no one could have predicted how like runaway (laughs) iconic that was gonna be but it's iconic and so glenn coco glenn coco It's just fun to say. Oh, it rolls right off the tongue. But so that literally like line for line, word for word is just like the original. And so it's fun because you're like, yes, oh, like a warm nostalgic hug. But then also, why wouldn't I then just watch the original when I'm craving a rewatch? So I think that's like a perfect way of putting it. One thing that they did change that I was so surprised to see them change was, and it's very minor, but I thought it was minor but major, was... The storyline around Regina wanting to lose a few pounds. So that they kept Mm -hmm. pretty identical to the original. She's like, I just want to lose three pounds. She's asking Katie, okay, if there are 48 calories from fat in this 120 calorie bar, is that more than 40% fat? Whatever. Katie's doing the math. 
that's the exact same musical to original. Mm-hmm. Katie giving Regina the calteen bars and Regina gaining weight and all of that stuff. Like, that's all identical to the original, except in the performance of the dance they do on stage, this time around, it's suggested that the dance goes sideways because Regina's too heavy and, like, they can't yeah. do the same moves they used to do. Yeah. And now she's, like, she's a problem. Whereas in the original, the dance goes sideways because... At the last minute, Regina switches Gretchen from her left to her right yeah. and puts Katie in the middle. And then, like, Gretchen's trying to do the dance backwards and, like, kicks the stereo. Yeah. That is so much less, no pun intended, that's so much less weighted as a dance gone wrong in the original than the new one. Be like, oh, Regina's too heavy. I don't know. I'm, I'm just surprised because in terms of 20 years ago... Fat phobia was not, or anti-fat bias was not something we talked about as much. Mm-hmm. And also, I'm interested just because Renee is someone who, when she was cast in the musical at, I don't know, 1819, was suddenly put in positions of having to non-consensually always talk about her body. Everyone yeah. kept telling her, hey, you're a curvy Regina. How does that feel? And yeah. she was like, what the hell? Like, I, I don't, I don't know. I'm, and, and the poor girl, you can see her like floundering to try and say something optimistic and positive but at, you know in her mind her like the wheels are spinning like why is everyone talking about me like this yeah. why is the one thing they see when i get on stage the fact that i'm bigger than rachel mcadams like what yeah and so i was so surprised to see that not only do they not really take away any of the sort of like plot line around how much people would or wouldn't care about a few pounds they wanted to lose but i was also surprised that it actually felt in the one small thing they changed like they made it a bigger deal i know i i was surprised that they kept that storyline the same and then changed that part because it it also didn't really track with how they're presenting this school the the community does feel very gen z on like chronically online kind of kids in like affluent areas coastal elite kind of people like i'm not saying about a public school in in the middle of the country or something but the kind of like teenager that we now see on TV that's like super woke and really cares about social issues and all this stuff. And we are seeing that throughout the film. And then they just blatantly bully her online, which doesn't really track with how I feel like it would have gone down. Like it, it didn't feel right. Honest. I did like that. They said they kept it that like, I'm trying to lose three pounds. Yeah. Which is like a very small amount of weight right. to lose. Like you could just, lose water weight and the fact that it wasn't like oh since we have the quote-unquote curvy regina we have to say that she has to lose 50 pounds or something crazy like (laughs) that they still kept it at like i just want to lose three pounds but it still was like i feel like i don't know you could have made it if you wanted to keep the body thing in and the bars in i feel like now so people talk much more about like building muscle not just like being skinny and so like you could have had a thing where she's like I'm trying to get abs or like I'm trying to grow my ass or something like I want like a bigger butt and like she's like working on doing all these squats but like they give her these maybe like that the bars are actually like diuretics and she's like right shitting and peeing all the time and so she like isn't actually building muscle like I I think they could have done it like where she's like oh I have such a flat ass like I'm trying to grow my ass I mean, I do think that everyone has the autonomy to, like, if they want to change their body, change their body. But there is still there, I guess, like, a lens of we're saying there's something wrong with you and you need to change it. But, like, that is still the reality of the situation. People, especially teenagers, like, look at themselves and pick themselves apart. But I think you could have just switched it a little to be, like, not, again, like, a tired narrative of, like, 
she needs to lose weight and then she fell over like yes because like that like, kind of slapstick comedy of like oh the bigger girl fell haha <laughs> like what like why like in 1992 <laughs> <laughs> right and going back to what you said earlier about the way renee played this role of being like she just drips with cool girl energy like she's intimidating just from how almost apathetic she yeah. seems unlike the more two-faced way rachel mcadam plays it of like yeah. sounding sweet but being vicious and so i just because of how cool girl because of how apathetic renee seemed i just don't believe that that character would give a shit about three pounds like mm-hmm. the way that the way that rachel mcadams is i'm like you know what i believe that you would care about something as silly as three pounds like that's such so... an arbitrary number right like it literally <laughs> is nothing to anybody you will not look different you will yeah. not feel different like nothing will change but like I believe that when you say yes. it. I believe that you want to leave three, lose three pounds for no fucking reason. Yeah. I just like, I do not believe that this Renee, this cool girl Renee, who doesn't give a shit, I just don't believe, oh, you want to lose three pounds? Why? Like, I don't yeah. believe it. it. You're so right. It, it doesn't feel. I think that how Regina's played was great at showing that even the disinterested cool girl like behind the scenes still Mm. has things that she wants to work on or or, like doesn't like about herself i just don't believe that that character would ever tell her friends who she doesn't even really respect any of that (laughs) she wouldn't tell them she wouldn't say like i want to lose weight yeah it just yeah so i don't know about that um and also when when she falls over they also miss the opportunity for like katie to save the day like in the original i was like she didn't even do anything like why are they liking her like they were like oh in the in the instagram stuff or tiktok stuff they were like but katie would like looked great i'm like what no she had to i feel like there had to be something exciting again of like her sweeping in and taking the attention a hundred a hundred percent especially because that's also the only time in the original that someone is singing i was just like wait in the musical adaptation they cut the one like musical number that's yeah. so weird like i loved so when Lindsay odd. started singing i know yeah. but okay speaking of her friends who she does not respect <laughs> mm-hmm. what did you think about karen and gretchen i think the casting was really good i think the girl that plays gretchen has that same kind of that that same bubbly energy where you just feel like she's constantly vibrating like the opposite of regina of just i care so fucking much and i'm like I think they did that so well of her being so anxious and like clingy yes. and Regina being like, Oh my God, leave me the fuck alone. Like you need too much. Yes. And I think they played that really well between the two of them. And the girl that plays Karen also has, she's like beautiful and has these huge eyes like Amanda. Seyfried, like Amanda, which gives you that kind of like baby doll look that you can really play into of like, I'm just doe eyed because I'm just like dumb and and you can really like lean into that with those features. Yes. And I thought she yeah, I thought they were very funny. I loved how she played the scene when she accidentally starts doing her highlighter with her greasy grilled cheese. Oh yeah. Ew. <laughs> so that's like a new scene. And I was like, oh, I love like there were little elements of newness introduced that were so good and so small, but perfect. Like, oh my so god, funny. rubbing the cheese down her nose. I was like, oh, Oh god. my god, it's so nasty, especially because I feel like now young kids are so into skincare. Oh, so where, like I didn't think about skincare at all until I was in college. I don't 
I didn't till I graduated college, which is crazy. Yeah, I don't think actually you're right. I don't think I did much. Yeah, I didn't buy anything in college. I was still like, oh, you wash your face and you put on whatever generic moisturizer and that's call it a day. I actually (laughs) didn't even put on moisturizer. That's how bad it was. I had the like Neutrogena pink sort of clear yes face wash it's very stripping it's so drying it's so drying and i would only get that and i would wash my face in the morning and night with that and i never ever put moisturizer on there were so many times in high school i didn't put moisturizer on because i was convinced that it was gonna make my skin greasy yeah uh, exactly (laughs) we knew nothing but yeah that (laughs) That greasy grilled cheese, like, girl's going to break out tomorrow. Yeah, I was like, that's disgusting. But since she's, like, the dumb character, it, like, makes more sense. It's perfect. Um, No, I loved that. And I, going back to Gretchen, really liked, as you're saying, that she did, I think, maintain that level of just, I mean, you and I were talking recently about attachment styles. Yes. And... It's funny that we had that conversation. Maybe, I can't remember if we had it before or after watching the movie, but I feel like we had it right around when we saw the movie. Mm-hmm. And she is like the perfect example of when you are someone who's anxiously attached to your friends and you can feel them slipping away. That feeling of like, okay, I'm going to do even more. I'm going to engage even more. I'm going to send even more messages and try to show up and do more favors and and, and cling as much as possible to make sure you don't slip away. Yeah. But that in and of itself to someone like Regina, who's more avoidant, it seems. Yeah. It's so It's like the most off-putting thing. Yeah. It's like yeah. worse than worse than anything. Mm-hmm. And so it was just funny to see that like bear out because we had just talked about it. And I was That's like, so true. that yeah. Gretchen is, that is what it feels like to be an anxiously attached friend. And like, you almost know you're spinning out and you know you're making things worse and you don't know how to stop because you're just mm-hmm. like, but I care so much about this friendship, mm-hmm. even if it's for the wrong reasons. But like, I care about this friendship and I, I, I need it and I don't know how to not suffocate them right now. Yeah. Super well played. Super well played. Um, yeah. I, so I will say I was a bit disappointed by Katie, the actress. I think you pronounce her name Angori. I think so. Rice. Mm-hmm. I've seen her in a couple things and she's so good. Like really? such a good actor. Yes. Incredible. And so I felt like she just wasn't at her full potential. Mm-hmm. And I think she was a bit miscast as Katie. And I think if she was going to be in the movie, she had to be Regina. Mm. But I don't want to lose Renee. But I just don't think she's a Katie. Yeah. And I didn't feel I didn't feel like there was that big of a transformation into when she's like bitchy Katie and and nice Katie. Mm-hmm. Like like in the original, when there's that scene of the whole like I could hear myself getting annoying. Yeah. You, you, yeah, be- yeah. you, you so believe it with, with Lindsay Lohan's character. You're like, yeah, you're so annoying. Yeah. And it's going to your head. And Katie stayed kind of nice the whole time. Like even when she tells Aaron about the cheating, she's super nice about it. Very sweet. Yeah. And so I didn't like buy how much it went to her head. I don't know. No, I think that's fair. I also think that I mean, I, I do think the way they filmed the number where she's singing, I think it's called like Stupid with Love or Calculust or something. Yeah, I hate um, that song. but i think the way they filmed it in the movie if you see it in context i think it's really it's it's very much not revenge party you know there aren't huge groups of dancers doing crazy choreo there's not crazy costumes it's just sort of a light shining a spotlight they're kind of circling around the two of them in the classroom it's it's pretty toned down as far as musical numbers go and so i thought that that worked like they definitely are trying to play to her capabilities as a singer 
so I liked that, but I know a lot of people, that's sort of one of the main ones they were comparing online was like lines from that song in the movie compared to lines from that song on the musical soundtrack Mm. and how much different it is because they had a powerhouse singer in the musical doing it and they were able to like beef it up more. And I think some people just felt bummed by that. I didn't care because I never seen the musical actually on a stage and wasn't familiar with any of the songs going in. But I do think there is a certain degree to which some people feel disappointed maybe by the fact that she just like isn't a super musically actor in the way that yeah. others are. Like the person playing Janice is the person who plays Moana. Like yeah. that girl is a freaking powerhouse. And then we have someone who's just kind of leaning on auto tune. They're really toning down her musical numbers like to make sure that whatever they give her like she's going to execute even when she's coming out of the school to get in her mom's car to go home, she is doing a little bit of dancing. And first of all, you can tell, like, it's it's really nothing choreo. Like, it's just, yeah. like, a few sidesteps with her hands behind her back. But also, she does seem a little less comfortable in her skin, just, like, being there. Like, I think it's just yeah. out of her comfort zone more, this, like, like, singing and dancing type of acting. Yeah, I... It didn't, like, bother me that much, but I did notice instantly. I was like, oh, interesting. She's not a singer. Yeah. Like, like not bad by any means. It's not, like, horrible right. to listen to, but you can just tell mm-hmm. that she's not as experienced as the other people that they cast. And I wonder why they decided to do that. I don't know if they were trying to create some sort of difference and, like, lean into the fact that she's, like, a total mm. outsider and very naive and, like... Maybe that mm. sounds more believable coming from like a softer voice with like less range and stuff. But I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I just like can't. Yeah, exactly. I'm just not sure why that decision was made. Yeah. Uh, she does have a great American accent, though. I was going to say. The Australians are so good. I saw Margot Robbie talking to Killian Murphy. And have you seen those actor on actor interviews that Variety yeah. is doing? Yeah. Or is it Vanity Fair? I think it's Variety. Variety. But I saw her talking about doing an American accent with Killian Murphy and saying some, I mean, she really must study her stuff. Like she knows what she's talking about. She must study a lot with dialect coaches to be able to do everything she does. But she was talking about like the amount of soft versus hard palate yes. Australians have versus Americans have. I heard And why it makes it easier for Australians to do American accents versus the other way around. Like she knows exactly how you can accommodate certain sounds like with your tongue and the other static features in your mouth, like the roof of your mouth, your soft palate, your teeth, your lips, like those things. Wild. She was able to discuss like, oh my God, it's so interesting. I mean, yeah. you know me, I love that stuff, but yeah. they, they do good American accents and I cannot mm-hmm. for the life of me, gun to my head, cannot do an Australian accent. No, it's so weird. Like it's so hard. I know. But yeah, she's amazing. Jacob Elordi, like oh. for the entire time that I was watching Euphoria, I absolutely thought that man was American and then when i heard him speak i was like what the fuck (laughs) those australians man they're they're talented (laughs) did you hear about Lindsay lohan being upset about a line in the in the movie no so how much uh, i don't know how like aware of early aughts pop culture you are but there was this like moment where Lindsay lohan was like fighting with paris hilton they were like on and off again friends but they were like so in the spotlight Mm -hmm. and this guy who had dated Lindsay and then was like friends with paris 
there was a paparazzi video where he said he said something and then like called Lindsay Lohan fire crotch and it was like this big deal that everyone was like I don't know like I don't know why anybody gives a shit I'm like okay and so it became like this huge thing and they were like people making fun of her for having red hair and thus red pubes I don't yeah I don't know we were not okay back then no it's it's insane and there's a line in the movie where when you see the like TikTok of Megan the Stallion being like Katie like go off queen early 2000s fire crotch is back and mm. I in the moment took it more to be like more of like a reclaiming of that of like yeah you're cool right this this narrative is so tired and stupid yeah but apparently Lindsay was hurt by it and thought that, did like, she did she get to see it before it came out she was at i think she was at the premiere but i don't think she's i guess she didn't see it because the statement came out after the premiere so i don't know if she saw it then and i guess it wasn't like run by her or something i mean having like no context i i'm sympathetic to it just in the sense that like i do think the way it's said and the way it's written is a reclamation story yeah but you can't reclaim it without the person who was hurt. Like, yeah, you can't if you reclaim wanted it to, on their behalf. <laughs> no, like if you wanted to use that, you could have just asked her. She's in the goddamn movie. Like when yeah. she's on set, just have Tina come down from Video Village or whatever the fuck and say, hey, Lilo, by the way, can we use this or no? Like, if not, no big deal. I don't think the movie would have felt any different because also like, including me, who is alive and aware at the time yeah. of Lindsay Lohan being friends with Paris Hilton, I didn't even realize that was a thing that she was sensitive to. So that joke that Megan Lee Stallion makes of like early 2000s fire crotch, that meant nothing to me. Like that went yeah. right over my head. It, it wasn't additive for me watching it. Yeah. And I was around in 2004, but especially for the people who were born in 2005 plus, like it's going to mean even less to them. It wasn't, it was even less additive for them. Like it's not a joke that carried or that feels worth it. Yeah. If you didn't clear it with someone who it really hurt. Like I... I think I'm just so sensitive now to thinking about in the early 2000s how every little thing those girls did, like Lindsay, like Paris, like Britney, every single thing was so picked apart and like they were so harassed and so stalked and so disparaged for every single thing they did in every single place they went that like that is probably such a traumatic time for her. Yeah, that that even if it sounds like, oh, that's not that big of a deal, it's like. Well, it probably is to her because anything about yeah. that time is probably so sensitive. It brings her back to something, yeah, probably really scary. Like, none of us can relate to being stalked by paparazzi and, like, crazed fans and, like, every morning waking up to a new bad picture of me and, like, a new quote yeah. of someone who might not even fucking know me and just, like, wants to get paid by yeah. TMZ and, like, they're saying, oh, an insider says whatever. Like... I, I, yeah, it made I, me sad because be... I, I think it also like her saying something, unfortunately, probably stokes the fire more because it probably went over a lot of people's heads. But yeah, yeah, it bummed me out because I I clocked it at the movie and I was like, oh, that's funny. Yeah. And I just assumed that that was like all yeah. A-OK. Also, I think if you're in the movie and you didn't know that was coming and you're, like, doing kind of a favor to, like, this film by, like, doing your little cameo, probably doesn't sit that nicely. No. And also, like, Katie is not, like, the new, like, Angori Rice is not very redheaded in this movie. So, it like, it doesn't, it doesn't totally work anyway. Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I saw that and I was like, oh. Also, <laughs> it's so funny that you said, hey, Lilo, because I also saw an interview 
with um renee rap and the actor that plays aaron mm-hmm. where um they were asked like how did you feel about the lilo cameo yeah and they're like silent and, she, and renee just goes like and stitch <laughs> <laughs> oh no and she's like oh my god she's like i haven't seen the whole movie yet like what yeah, <laughs> what this- direction did this go we took a sharp left turn in post <laughs> Oh my god. It was so funny. Um, okay, the one other thing I was gonna ask you was uh, when I was watching the original back, I forgot that Janice had ended up with Kevin G. Oh. And I was like, wait, so is she straight? Is she bi? I in my heart of hearts believe to my core that she is bi. Yeah. Not that I can, you know, claim ja- fictional Janice Ian's identity <laughs> for her. But I don't know. I, I was just like, for some reason, I like really forgot that that had happened, especially because I had just come off the musical where Janice brings a girl to the spring fling. So I was like, oh, wait, what? Janice in the original dates Kevin G. Yeah, I think um, in the original, it was probably to be like everything that Regina George said is a lie is a lie. I think it was just to highlight like no, she didn't have a big lesbian crush on you. Yeah. And also saying somebody was a lesbian was taken as an insult. While like now that would would be like, okay. (laughs) I know that that was really jarring. I will say going back, the number of slurs they sling around is so crazy. Mm -hmm. The R slur. Mm -hmm. They use the Q. They're literally as an insult. I was like, okay. And obviously in the burn book, they're calling Janice a D slur. I'm like, Okay, okay. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> that was crazy, but also even not a just A godless slurs, time. A godless <laughs> time. A time when we called people fire crotch. <laughs> but even not using slurs, there's a scene when Regina George is... Regina George is trying to tell Katie what happened with her friendship with Janice. And she's like, I had to uninvite her from my birthday party because we were going to have a pool party. And like, I can't have her... At a pool party, there's going to be girls there in bathing suits. I can't have a mm-hmm. lesbian. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's so funny. Yeah. But I was like, oh, okay, a little jarring to hear that. But I, I basically, I was talking to someone recently who said they saw a video of maybe it was Tina Fey on the press tour for this saying like, yes, this is the gayest movie ever, da, 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 like about Mean Girls musical. And the only difference for me was that Janice went from ending up with Kevin G to ending up with a girl. Obviously Damon was already gay, but I'm like, is this the gayest movie ever? I don't know. I I think it's just gay in like aesthetics. Like it's camp. Like it's, it's gay friendly. Like, like (laughs) you're going to go watch it with your gay friend. Is that what you mean? That like, yeah. Like (laughs) what is Tina saying by, I don't know. I think that's, and I feel like the person who was telling me this was like, I feel like they're kind of getting away with it because Obviously, Renee Rapp is queer. Yeah, you can't really lean on the actor's identity to translate into your film. But people do. I mean, like you were saying earlier, like, oh, their chemistry in interviews is so fun that I feel like I'm now projecting it onto the film. Mm -hmm. People do end up projecting. Like, in my mind, watching it, I was like, that's queer Regina. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) She's so good. Yeah. Um, Is there anything else pro-con- Anything in between things you saw on the press tour, other statements from Lilo (laughs) that you wanted to talk about? No, I think the only other statement that I saw was Tina Fey saying something like, like millennial women are so attached 
to the project and so defensive and protective and feel so much like ownership over it and she's like mean girls is not yours it's mine i made it and i will do what i want with it and i'm like go off queen so i'll I'll leave you with that (laughs) yeah as we sit here low-key criticizing it a little bit i am a defensive millennial but i am impressed that she is able to take something that was a book what was it based on the original it's like queen bees and killer something I don't I don't think I knew that it's not like it's not actually like an adapted screenplay in the sense that I don't think the book originally had any plot but like she read it and it was just about the dynamics between like cliques and kind Mm. of girl warfare in high school so she took that and was like I'm gonna use this to inform a brand new script I'm gonna write but I forget what she really writes teenagers so well and I agree with her that like it's her IP and she should do with it as she pleases I will say that when you put something out publicly and you want an audience for it, it's not always going to be <laughs> 100% positive. 100%. But I, I will say that like even with the issues or not issues, like I don't feel like I had any like strong except the falling over thing. I didn't have any like issue with it. It was just like, oh, missed opportunity. But yeah, I left with a great taste in my mouth. I had a great time at the movie theater. It's a great visual experience. You know, mm-hmm. it's fun. You're not going to have a bad time watching And, like, it. getting to hear Renee Rapp sing and, like, really belt is just yeah. a pleasure and a joy. Like, for that alone, you should go see it. But, yeah, yeah. To, to what you were saying about Tina and her IP, like, I do find it impressive that she was able to take – I just found the name of the book, Queen Bees and Wannabes by Rosalind Weissman. Write such an original and, like, lasting script for Mean Girls 2004. Then it resonated so much that it became a musical. Then – it became a movie again based on the musical. Like the fact that it went book, movie, musical, movie, musical. I'm like, yeah, she she's she's onto something. Like she, she's doing a good job, and we can't absolutely come after her too hard because I love anything generating content that I enjoy watching. I'm kind of like, okay, I, I gotta tip my hat to you a little bit. I mean, yeah, and also it's it's so wild to make a musical out of your movie and then make a movie again out of the musical that was already based on a movie is kind of like (laughs) is like chaotic and hilarious and so it's also like this movie isn't capital f film that Mm. needs to be dissected at nauseum like it's just a romp okay whatever it's such a good time yeah i think that's it that's all all right see you next time bye Culture Colander is produced by Elisa Nolasco and Audra Fitzgerald. Show art by Angela Cho and music by Santiago Hervella. Research for each episode is conducted independently and is for entertainment purposes only. Information shared in the show reflects the best we know at this moment in time, and there is always more to learn.